0: recording again we are and it's friday it's a good day it is it's nice weather yes lovely how was your easter it was blessed beyond measure yours same wonderful just with family and yes that's all i can ask for no kidding wonderful wonderful beautiful outside we had a barbecue
1: just great yeah
0: yeah good yes uh anything else going on Let's see. No. Nothing. We have a son getting married in October, so we're planning for that. That's so exciting. It really is. To a sweet girl. Oh, That's all we can ask for. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. How about you?
1: Um, good. My knee's been acting up. Again. It's, I think it's just going to have to take time. Here's what happened. It's going to be a real quick story. This isn't going to be a Casa de Fruta story. <laughs> Um, now I am very close to 50. I'm about less than a month away. But a young
0: 50.
1: Oh, okay. Well, sure. Um, thank you. Yeah. My younger son was walking ahead of me and I thought, boy, it sure would be fun to do a flying karate kick into his rump. So I did get some air. I mean, <laughs> I was off the air. I was off, I was off the ground and um funny thing is my left knee isn't made of 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 plutonium not plutonium uh it's not made of like steel right because when i came down i was like oh Oh. because i'm no little delicate flower that's a lot of weight coming down on one knee and uh it got a little 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 wonkered out little owie little owie how long ago was that that's at least a month and what did the sun do He just looked like, what did you just do? Why did you do that? You never reached the rear. Oh, I got it.
0: Oh, you did? It was
1: actually a really good kick. Oh, good. But, you know, now I'm going to be disabled for the rest of my life.
0: (laughs) You know, when you have sons, we do these things. You know. Yeah. I'm just, why do you walk
1: with a limp? Well, I flying karate kicked my son in the
0: rump. It's hysterical. (laughs) maybe it maybe a doctor visit in a month Ah, i'll have to go see a doctor okay this. all right that'll be fine it'll, it'll be, be good it'll be fine it's gonna heal it heal it up it might we never know i don't know does it hurt at night it gets stiff okay so. oh come on
1: sometimes i get up it is just ridiculous and i'm not being like oh grandma yeah. bones but
0: sometimes when i'm sitting for a while and i get up i'm like oh Oh. That's a
1: little stiff now.
0: We may have to get one of those copper knee things for you. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm going to go to Walmart and get no, one. No, you are not. I oh, am you not. Wear those it? don't work. How do you know? Because they're phony. They're phony. It'd be tight and snug and help you at least that I way. I can put a towel around it. Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, get the towel. I'm just going to put a warm towel around it. Okay i'm gonna get something no i am not going to the to the as seen on tv section at walmart <laughs> that's so true <laughs> as seen on tv i'm gonna get one of those neck stands for my oh. iphone and oh those are Have you seen those? yes <laughs> Yeah, they have all kinds of neat things. I look at some of that stuff and oh. Like, oh, boy, okay.
0: What if you put it all on at once? <laughs> It'd be one of those clown people that <laughs> play the, all the instruments at <laughs> once. <laughs> They're knocking their knees together
1: like cymbals. Yeah, yeah.
0: We could maybe try it. Sure, sure. Oh, boy. That'd be a doozy. You might need a, ne- a knee something ah. oh i'll just put
1: some uh ben icy gay? hot yeah ben gay and,
0: oh okay. that'll be great
1: then i'll walk through the house oh. and never we'll be
0: like here comes
1: me mom yeah
0: <sighs> jerks i know we'll, we'll be it'll be all right we're gonna yes. get you taken care of. thank you someone cares yeah i do all right, all
1: right. Anyway, do you uh, want to start us off in prayer sure all right
0: okay Dear Lord, I thank you for your word today. I ask that you would increase my wisdom and understanding as I read. Speak to me through your word, Lord. I pray that your word would create in me a clean mind and a renewed heart. Hide your words in the folds of my heart for times of need by myself or others. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I like your new prayer. Thank you. Very nice.
1: Okay, so we are on uh, Deuteronomy chapters five through eleven. We're yes. still in, or we're starting uh, Moses' second Be- second address to the Israelites. Yes. Now in one through four, because so we're thinking back to you know what we spoke about last time, we had an overview of of the book of Deuteronomy. Yeah. Moses was giving uh, the Israelites important advice before they enter the promised land, and his advice is. Is going to be given in three parts. Now, chapters one through four um, was the first part, and he reviewed the history of God's care for the Israelites on their journey, and then Moses also warned them against idolatry, which they're going to, uh, you know, come upon in the Promised Land. Yes. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to no. touch upon? No. Nothing. Okay. So chapter five. Moses spoke to all the Israelites as he began his second address to them. First, he spoke about the Ten Commandments, uh, decrees, regulations that they should learn and obey, and he retold the story that took place on Mount Sinai and uh, repeated the the Ten Commandments.
0: Um, did you have any notes for that for I that part? I have on um, five seven. Mm-hmm. Um, A God is whatever people use as a driving force in their lives. Some people literally worship other gods by joining cults or strange religions. In a more subtle way, many of us worship other gods by building our lives around something other than one true God. If your greatest desire is for popularity, power, money, or money, you are devoting yourself to something other than God. To put God first, recognize what is taking his place in your life. Renounce this substitute God as unworthy of your devotion. Ask God for forgiveness. Restructure your priorities so that love for God is the motive for everything you do. Examine yourself daily to be sure you are giving God first place. Mm, Those are great.
1: Yes. Just wonderful steps. Recognize, renounce restructure things that we can do today yes Mm -hmm. yep and then um would you mind reading deuteronomy chapter 5
0: verses 32 and 33 yes let me get to that
1: i'm sorry did you have anything else for that part i just
0: skipped right ahead no not at all okay okay it says so moses told the people you must be careful to obey all the commands of the lord your god follow the his instructions in every detail Stay on the path that the Lord your God has commanded you to follow. Then you will live long and prosperous lives in the land you're about to enter and occupy.
1: And, you know, something we're going to see for a majority of Deuteronomy, a lot of repetition. Yes. A lot of warning, preparing, mm-hmm. and just Moses laying everything out for the Israelites. Yeah. Um, so this is just kind of one example of that.
0: Yes. Um,
1: did you have
0: notes for, for the,
1: anything in five?
0: Um, yes, I had. Um, God told Moses that he wanted the people to incline their hearts to fear him, to want to respect and obey him. There is a difference between doing something because it is required and doing something because we want to. God is not interested in forced religious exercises and rule-keeping. He wants our hearts and lives completely dedicated to him. If we love him in obedience, we will follow. Mm-hmm. If we love him, obedience will follow. Yeah. And and oh, go ahead. No, go ahead.
1: No, no, just it, it will follow naturally.
0: Yes. That's all I was going to say. Me too. Like you get a, a hunger to want to read daily. And it's just this driving force, this driving, like, I can't get enough of biblical teachings. It's just something, it's like, and biblical teachings is your history, Mm -hmm. the history of your life. It's your ancestral, what happened in your, your life, in your past, you know, your ancestors. So I I just that's how I feel. I'm I know you do too. Like yeah. you just can't get yeah. enough of it, and,
1: and other things start to kind of fade out of the picture a little bit.
0: They do, and it takes time. Mm-hmm. It may be a year, it may be less, but the things that you have found of importance will fade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and well, you won't worry as much. No. no. No, you don't.
1: You, right. And we've talked about this before, yes. but it's it's just, it's true. That's what happens.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, things of the world really don't matter. Me and you, we've talked. I'm sure they know this about us. We aren't wor- worldly, worldly people. We mm-hmm. never really have been. Mm-hmm. So I just, it's really been good for us. Yeah.
1: Anything else for chapter no, five? That's it for me. Okay. So now chapter six. We could have read chapter six, the entire thing, honestly, because there's, it's just a really great chapter. Yes. Um, Moses told the Israelites that they must obey all the commands that God passed uh, to Moses in the promised land. If so, they will enjoy a long life. Now in um, in Deuteronomy chapter six, verses four through nine, and we're going to be reading a good amount of this chapter, but it's it's just really, it's a beautiful read. Uh, listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone, and you must love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength, and you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk to, talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road, when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Mm-hmm. And then the the note for that for that section in the Bible said um, it provides this this is the central theme of Deuteronomy. It sets a pattern that helps us relate the Word of God to our daily lives. We are to love God, think constantly about his commandments, teach his commandments to our children and live each day by the guidelines in his word. God emphasized the importance of parents teaching the Bible to their children. The church and Christian schools cannot be used to escape this responsibility. The the Bible provides so many opportunities for object lessons and practical teaching that it would would be a shame to study it only one day a week. Eternal truths are most effectively learned in the loving environment of a God-fearing home. And, you know, the thing is, if you just live your life like this, yeah. it it will seep to others. Mm-hmm. It really will. Your kids will see it. You know, your spouse will see it. Just when you're out and about, people will see it. Yes. And it makes a difference. You don't know who it's going to make a difference to, especially when you're out and about. But it will make a difference. Yes, it will. You know, and it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have to be a Christian school. It doesn't matter where you are.
0: 100%. I mean, am I wrong in saying that? Well, and you know how I feel about that. Yeah. I feel like your children shouldn't go to a Christian school, that you're, we are seeds, mm-hmm. and we're meant to be spread, not put in one place. I would, I would never put my kids in a Christian school.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think they should be in public schools and... The people who aren't Christian should see them. Mm-hmm. They should be a beacon of light, you know. And then, then you have the them or some of their their friends from um church. They're a little group, and then their youth group leader comes and has lunch with them, or they do something at the school, public school. Mm-hmm. Then all the other kids see that. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Hey, what's going on there?" Yeah, or you know. Just all kinds of things. I wouldn't put my kids in a Christian. We've talked about that.
1: We have, we have, and I and I think it's also good if you reverse it. I think it is good for, uh, for the the kids who are Christians or who are you know believers, uh, to see to not be in a protected atmosphere all the time. You need to be uh, exposed to things. Because
0: in life you're going to be exposed to things. Yes, yeah, and you know, exactly. There's not all. This world isn't made up of all Christians and and great people, mm-hmm. and kind, loving. There's going to be hard people.
1: Yeah, and you have to learn how to how to deal. You know, with everybody. Yes. That's just life. Sure is, and to. Um, you know figure out how to deal with it with with the good and the bad yes. not just the good and keep yourself in a bubble so i don't know that's just how i feel
0: i'm with you 100 percent, 100 um did you have a, any note any more notes for that first part i just had the note about monotheism oh okay yeah that that means one god and it was a distinctive feature of the hebrew religion Many ancient religions believed in many gods, but the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is the God of the whole earth, the only true God.
1: Mm.
0: I just had that. Yeah, that's so, good. Yeah. Okay,
1: um, and then Amy, would you please read uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 10 through 15? Yes.
0: The Lord your God will soon bring you into the land he swore to give you when he made a bow to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It is a land with large, prosperous cities that you did not build. The houses will be richly stocked with goods you did not produce. You will draw water from cisterns you did not dig, and you will eat from vineyards and olive trees you did not plant. When you have eaten your fill in this land, be careful not to forget the Lord who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt. You must fear the Lord your God and serve him. When you take an oath, you must use only his name. You must not worship any of the gods of neighboring nations, for the Lord your God who lives among you is a jealous God. His anger will flare up against you, and he will wipe you from the face of the earth.
1: I just, I, I'm going to continue that section, yes. but I just, I love that, you know, just Ugh. telling them and being so specific saying you're going to go there, but listen, you didn't work for any of this. You're going to have it in abundance, but you're not, you didn't work for any of it. Yeah. So be ready. Yeah.
0: It's given to you.
1: hmm. Yeah. Now, continuing in 16 through 20, you must not test the Lord your God as you did when you complained at Massa. You must diligently obey the commands of the Lord your God, all the laws and decrees he has given you. Do what is right and good in the Lord's sight, so all will go well with you. Then you will enter and occupy the good land that the Lord swore to give your ancestors. You will drive out all the enemies living in the land, just as the Lord said you would. Even more. He's telling him more. Listen, you complained back here oh, during the journey. You can't do that here. Yeah.
0: You're, you're here now. Yeah. You're yeah. here now. You're.
1: And, and they, and Moses even told them God's going to, is going to like take care of your enemies so you can go in and wipe them out.
0: Yeah. Just beautiful. Yeah. Just, I'm just giving this to you. Yes. Yep. Um, did you have any notes? I just had um, Moses warn the people not to forget God when they entered the promised land and became prosperous. Prosperity more than poverty can dull your spiritual vision because it tends to make us self-sufficient and eager to acquire still more of everything except God. The same thing can happen in our church. Once we become successful in terms of numbers, programs, buildings, we can easily become self-sufficient and less sensitive to our need for God. This leads us to concentrate on self-preservation rather than thankfulness and service to God.
1: Hmm. Do you, do you think that's, that's primarily true?
0: I do. Hmm. I do think that's true in some cases. You know, a church that just wants to grow, grow, grow. I do. You know, and isn't careful.
1: Yeah, yeah, and like I, it is curious because we have several in town that are big. They're yeah. big churches, and they're always expanding. Yeah. So, and I'm not saying that they they think this way, right? It just makes you it makes you think. It does make you think. Hmm. Okay. Did you have anything else for Chapter Six? I don't. All right. So let's move on to Chapter Seven. Um, Moses explained to the Israelites that God is going to clear out the stronger nations that lie ahead so they can conquer them. But the Israelites have to completely destroy them. Yeah. He made it abundantly clear. They have to be completely taken out. Yeah. Um, Did you have notes for that part?
0: Um, God told the Israelites to completely destroy their enemies. How can a God of love and mercy, mercy wipe out everyone, even children, Although God is loving and merciful, he is also just. These enemy nation, nations were such as much a part of God's creation as Israel was, and God does not allow evil to continue unchecked. God had punished Israel by keeping out the out of the promised land all those who had disobeyed. The command the command to destroy these nations was both a judgment and a safety measure. One hand, the people living in the land were being judged for their sin, and Israel was God's instrument of judgment. Just as God would one day use other nations to judge Israel for its sin, on the other hand, God's command was designed to protect the nation of Israel from being ruined by the idolatry and immorality of its enemies. To think that God is too nice to judge sin would to be an would be to underestimate him hmm. that's
1: true mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's that's i really like that note because it does make you think like why everybody like there had to be some innocent people in there but
0: it had to be done yeah and you know the child those children aren't going to be children forever yeah they're going to grow up and and they've been exposed to to certain ways yeah yeah mm.
1: True. Um, so continuing on with chapter seven, Moses told the Israelites that they, they must, they couldn't marry any of the, of the neighboring people. They had to shatter their sacred pillars and break down their pagan altars and burn their idols. And, um, he reminded the Israelites that God has unfailing love, but will punish and destroy those who reject him, who reject God. Yes. And, um,
0: Did you have uh, more notes for chapter seven or anything else you want to talk about? I had um, Moses wanted Israel. Moses warned Israel against becoming ensnared by the idols of the defeated nations by desiring the silver or gold on them. We may think it's all right to close to be close to sin. As long as we don't participate after all, we say, I won't do anything wrong, but being close can hurt us as we become attracted and finally give in. Avoid the snare of sin by first reigning in your desires, then stay as far away from sin as you can. Mm. That's just like a alcoholic having a drink or living next to a bar. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah i I once was an alcoholic, I'm not gonna drink no more, but the temptation's right next to you mm-hmm. that'd be very difficult, yeah, it would be or or a overweight person that loves sweets mm-hmm. living next to a bakery yeah. and they they defeated the the sweet tooth, you yeah. know, and now they're living next to it. The temptation of it, you know, yeah, that would be very difficult, yeah. It would. S- you know, if you can, out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. But Continuing
1: with chapter 7, uh, Moses told the Israelites that they would prosper in the promised land. They'd have ample amounts of food, drink, offspring, and protection from enemies. Um, and then he reiterated that they have to destroy and show no mercy to the nations that they would be going up against. And they shouldn't be afraid because the Lord was going to be with them. Um, and then did you have anything else for chapter seven? Any more notes? That's all I had. Um, now I had one more note for chapter seven. Okay. It said, Moses told the Israelites that God would destroy Israel's enemies, but not all at once. God had the power to destroy those nations instantly, but he chose to do it in stages little by little. In the same way, with the same power, God could miraculously and instantaneously change your life. Usually, he chooses to help you gradually, teaching you one lesson at a time. Rather than expecting instant spiritual maturity and solutions to all your problems, slow down and work one step at a time, trusting God to make up the difference between where you should be and where you are now. You'll soon look back and see that a miraculous transformation has occurred. And it's, I mean, he could, God could just, boom.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, you could. But he, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. And that is quite a thing looking back. Like if you look back, whatever, a year, two years, three years, and kind of see where you were then and where you are now. And it's amazing how God kind of prunes you here and there. Mm-hmm. and For sure. Yeah. Yes. Or even if you know somebody and you look at that person here and then there, you know, point A and point B. yeah,
0: Like, wow, that's a big difference. And, and... See how they needed to go through those things. Yes. Or, or we needed to. Yes. Yeah. Yep.
1: And sometimes if you're lucky, you can see why. Yes. What was the purpose of it? Yeah. Yeah. Because those are the things that really um, strengthen your faith. For sure. And things that you can pass on to other people. Yeah. Practical stories, you know. Yes. Practical things that have happened. For sure. Yep. Okay. Anything else for chapter seven? Nothing. No. Okay. So chapter eight. So Moses, it's, it's kind of repetitive. I know, but Moses once again, reminds the Israelites to remember God and what he did for them during the entire journey. Um, and then if you wouldn't mind reading chapter eight, verses two through five,
0: remember how the Lord, your God led you through the wilderness for these 40 years humbling you and testing you to prove your character and to find out whether or not you would obey his commands. Yes, he humbled you by letting you go hungry and then feeding you with manna, a food previously unknown to you and your ancestors. He did it to teach you that people do not live by bread alone. Rather, we live by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. For all these 40 years, your clothes didn't wear out and your fee- feet didn't blister or swell. Think about it. Think about it. Just as a parent disciplines a child, the Lord your God disciplines you for your own good. In reading this, I
1: wasn't even really thinking about the the condition of their feet during all these travels. I know.
0: I didn't either. Because the whole thing could have been horrible. Yeah, it could have been terror. Yes. But no. He kept them good. Um, yes. Did you
1: have a note for, for that part, yes. for that reading?
0: Jesus quoted this verse when the devil tempted him to turn stones into bread. Many people think that life is based on satisfying their appetites. If they can earn enough money to dress, eat, and play in high style, they think that they are living the good life. But such things do not satisfy our deepest longings. In the end, they leave us empty and dissatisfied. Real life, according to Moses, comes from total commitment to God and living by every word that comes from Him.
1: Mm.
0: How can we live by His every word? First, recognize your need for it. Agree that God alone can truly satisfy us. Pray for God's presence, wisdom, and direction as we read his word. Savor the relationship we have with him through Christ. Practice what he teaches us. I love all those. I do too. You know, number three
1: that you read, Pray for God's presence, wisdom, and direction as we read his word. That yeah. was one that you really brought to light for me.
0: Oh, do really? No,
1: you did, yeah. Oh, It's something I need to do more often, but I think that one is very important, um, you know, as you're reading
0: through. Yeah. It's, I mean, truly believe that, what I just read. Mm -hmm. If you ever have an opportunity to look at someone's face that's on a mission, the calmness of them, and the happiness they have on their faces. Just think of Princess Diana mm-hmm. when she's with those little children. If you can just, in your mind, think of of the, the family she came from. Take, take her husband out of the picture.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And just think of the family she came from. And then think when she was with those little children that had AIDS or whatever. Look at her happiness. Mm-hmm. This is God. If you're doing God's work and being, this is what life's about. Yeah. That's what happiness is. Yeah. And when people say there's just something missing in life, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with money, mm-hmm. a home, hood, Belongings. Nothing. Yeah. it's It's seeing your children. I don't know. Not, oh, I just think it's doing God's work. Yeah, I'm just gonna say that. It, I think it is. Oh, yeah, and even as a single person, oh, yeah, you don't have to, it, yeah, it has nothing to do with being married. Yeah, having four, two legs and two arms, nothing Mm-mm. being skinny, being fat, can hear, not hear, deaf, blind, blah. Yeah, yeah. nothing of that.
1: I mean, and you know, like you see, sometimes you see folks who have one leg or have no legs or whatever the condition may be, and they're like scaling a big mountain. Oh, yeah. And it's just that contentment. Yeah. It's like, you don't have to quote unquote be perfect. You know what I mean? Like there's no such, you know what I mean? Yes. But it doesn't matter what your situation
0: is. Nothing. Mm Mm-mm. Those are the heroes in the world. Mm. Or the people that are rich mm. is the ones that are doing that. Or, or, you know, it has nothing to do with money. Mm-mm. It really doesn't.
1: No, because even if you have money, you can do wonderful things. It depends on
0: what you do right. with things in your life. Yeah, exactly. What kind of person are you? Yeah. Uh, my littlest one, he loves Zach Williams Band. And he sang. He he wrote the song "Chain Breaker." Okay. And he sings that. That man sings the song in prison. Oh and, wow! And it's it's a religious song. Oh okay. If you've got chains, he's a chain breaker. Oh. If you've got pain, he's a pain taker. If you you know if you if you're lost, he's a way maker. Huh. And he watches that video, and. Me too. And -hmm. we're like, he's in the prison. And Karsten's like, Mom, he probably helped save all those men. And I go, that's right. Yeah. he's He works for God. Mm -hmm. And then he has this other song, I'm no longer lost because I'm a child. I'm no longer in sin or a sinner. I'm a child of God. And I think that man... I mean, look at what he was gifted with music. Is he an older guy, younger guy? No, he looks like he's in his 30s. Okay. And he goes into prisons and blesses those men. Oh, okay. And, you know, tells them, look, you can be saved. Oh, so he's not a prisoner. No, he's a musician. Oh, okay, okay. And so he goes into the prisons. And I think, praise God for that man. That's his,
1: that. You know what's great is that's his, that's his thing. That's his
0: job yes. or his gift. Yes, and he used his gift for God. Mm-hmm. I don't know I when. Anyway, I just think that says it all right there.
1: That's a neat story. I've never heard of. of you that gotta guy. listen
0: to him, Zach Williams. Okay, Z a c h. Mm. And he just looks like a Tanner, kind of, with a big, long beard. You know what I mean? He looks like a country boy, like like someone around our area. Okay, all right. A Clovis country hee-haw. <laughs> you know. Hee-haw. I, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, And I think, praise him, Lord. You know? Praise him, but, you know. Anyway. I just, I had to share that. No, you that's know. a neat story. You've got to hear it. So. All right. I'll anyway. check that out. Yeah. So.
1: So continuing on, Moses reminded the Israelites, uh, you know, again, not to disobey God's commands after entering the promised land uh, because they will become comfortable. And we read all the things that, you know, Moses told them. Yes. Um, forgetting the Lord or following other gods is not acceptable and the Israelites will be destroyed. Mm hmm. Um, so, did you have any more notes for chapter
0: 8? I have on verse 8:10, mm-hmm. where it says, When you have eaten your field, be sure to praise the Lord. Again, it said that, and it says, This verse is traditionally cited as the reason we say grace mm-hmm. before or after meals. Its purpose, however, was to warn the Israelites not to forget when their needs and wants were satisfied. Let your table table prayers serve as a constant reminder of the Lord's goodness to you and your duty to those who are less fortunate. I had no idea about that. Hmm. Like that is traditionally cited why we say grace before and after. Hmm. Did you know that? No, I did not. Uh -uh. So I thought, oh, that's pretty snazzy. there. I didn't know. (laughs) Learn something every time. I've probably read that before, too. So, just a reminder. And really, you know,
1: unless you're in, like, a third world country or something, I, I think we just, we become so complacent and so spoiled, if you think about it. I mean, honestly. Yeah. Oh. Now, there are, obviously, there are people who struggle. There are. Yeah. Um, But we, ha- there's
0: just an abundance of everything. Yeah. And there's so many ways to get help for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But I agree. I agree with you. I'm sure there's peop- many people that struggle.
1: There but. are. There are. And you know, but you know what's nice is there are, and I don't think it's, um, I don't, not advertise. I don't think it's um, like brought to light as often as it happens. But I, I believe that there are a lot of neighbors and communities That take care of each other. Yeah.
0: I do, too. I do, too. You know, I really do. Yeah. Especially where we live. Yeah. There's something about, and I'm not sure it's because we're, maybe we're not that big, or maybe it doesn't seem like we are, but there's a lot of help here. Mm -hmm. And small business help. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. we help a lot. Yeah. So. But I think, you know what? I agree with you I agree I but I think
1: honestly if you go to a lot of a lot of towns across the nation and especially during this pandemic I think you saw it that a lot of neighbors are helping neighbors I do too you know I think communities saw people that were struggling, businesses that were struggling, families that were struggling and they helped each they other help. out yeah. I do too, and I, it's a beautiful thing, and I it's do. something that that isn't uh, talked about a lot, I think. But it, there's a lot of good in the world. Sure is. They
0: only talk about negative.
1: Unfortunately, that's that's true. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of good going on. There is, for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, anything else for chapter eight? I don't have anything.
1: Okay. Moving on to chapter nine, uh, Moses told the Israelites, they're about to enter the promised land and the Lord is going to subdue their enemies so they can conquer them. Not because uh. they are so great, but because the other nations are so wicked. You know, Moses, he, he then recalled mm. how angry God became at Mount Sinai, ready to destroy the Israelites as Moses yeah. was receiving the tablet uh, when they made a gold calf to worship. Yeah. Moses didn't eat bread or drink water for 40 days and nights while on the mountain with God, but there were the the darn Israelites and Aaron making gold calves and and worshiping
0: idols. (laughs)
1: Did you have notes for for that first part of chapter 9? Let's
0: see. The Anakites were enormous people, some 7 to 9 feet tall. Mm. Wait, Goliath, probably a descendant of this race, was over 9 feet tall. Unfortunately, they, they... these men used their stature as a means of intimidation their appearance alone frightened them and their bad reputation may have been the deciding factor that kept the israelites out of the land for 40 years moses used all his persuasive power to convince the people that god could handle them he used the illustrations of god as devouring fire for not even a giant could stand up to that
1: mm.
0: Um. And then I had, for the record of this event in Exodus, it seems as though Moses acted immediately grinding the gold calf into powder and forcing the people to drink the water mixed with it. But evidently, Moses first spent 40 days and nights interceding for the people. Now, would
1: you mind talking about that? Because we looked it up.
0: So it was during the second time he went up there. Mm-hmm. And he was up there for 40 days saying, God, please don't, don't let them, don't take them. Mm -hmm. We know Aaron did wrong by saying, okay, let's do this. And, um, but he was in there pleading for the people. So the the first
1: 40 days and nights, that's when God made the first 10 commandments. Yes. Moses Mm -hmm. came down, saw what was going on, threw the tablets down. And then Moses went back up. And then that's what you're talking about.
0: Yeah. Okay. And said, Listen, we all know Aaron did not, he was awful and inter, was interceding for the people saying, please don't, please. Mm-hmm. Didn't eat or drink, fasted the whole bit. Mm-hmm. And then he came down. Okay. So that's how that happened. Okay. All right. Yes.
1: Did you have more
0: notes for chapter nine? Um, One more. Sure. Moses was reminding the people of the nation's unbelief 40 years earlier when they had been afraid to enter Canaan. The Israelites had not believed God would be able to help them in spite of all he had already done. They refused to follow because they looked only to their own limited resources instead of to God. Unbelief is the root of many sins and problems. When you feel lost, it may be because you're looking everywhere but to God for your help and guidance. mm mm-hmm. We have to remember that God is the past, the present, and the future. Humanly, that's hard to understand. We can't. Yeah. He goes before us. He's went, he's now, and he's went past, in the past. So it, that's so hard to understand for us, you know. He has the whole layout. In front yeah. Of <laughs> yeah. So we can't understand, you know. Mm-hmm. But just have faith. Okay, so anything else for
1: chapter 9? I don't. Okay. No. So, chapter 10. Uh, Moses recalled when the Lord wrote out the Ten Commandments on the stone tablets uh, the second time and placed them in the Ark of the Covenant.
0: Did you have any notes for that first part? 10 5. The tablets of the law were still in the Ark about 500 years later when Solomon put in his newly built temple. The ark last appears in the Israelites' history during the reign of Josiah, about three hundred years after Solomon.
1: Mm. What happened? I will. Uh, no one will know, I guess. What What happened to the ark? I know. I think. I mean, there's always been rumors over oh, these people have it or these people. Yeah. I mean, who knows? It's just it'd be really when it is when that would be the find
0: of ever. Yeah.
1: An archaeological find. Oh my
0: goodness. Wouldn't
1: it? Yeah. So, continuing on, Moses then reminded the Israelites of Aaron's death and when his son Eleazar took his father's place as high priest. Uh, The Lord then set apart the Levites to carry the Ark of the Covenant and become the Lord's ministers. And Deuteronomy um, chapter 10, verses 12 through 16. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? He requires only that you fear the Lord your God and live in a way that pleases Him, and love Him and serve Him with all your heart and soul. And you must always obey the Lord's commands and decrees that I am giving you today for your own good. Look, the highest heavens and the earth and everything in it all belong to the Lord your God. Yet the Lord chose your ancestors as the objects of His love, and He chose you, their descendants, above all other nations, as is evident today. Therefore change your hearts and stop being stubborn. It's all methodical. Yeah. Reminded right. them what happened, warned him about certain things, and now what does God want of you? Yeah. What what is it? Yeah. There it is. And then um more in in that often we ask what does God expect of me? Here Moses gives a summary that is simple in form. And easy to remember, here are the essentials. So these are from the notes. Uh, So number one, fear God, have reverence for him. Live in a way that pleases him. Love him. Serve him with all your heart and soul and obey his commands. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. How often we complicate faith with man-made rules, regulations, and requirements. Are you frustrated and burned out from trying hard to please God? Concentrate on his real requirements and find peace. Respect, follow, love, serve, and obey.
0: Now, did you have more for chapter 10? I am supposed to read number 17. For the Lord your God is the God of gods and the Lord of lords. He is the great God, the mighty and awesome God, who shows no partiality and cannot be bribed. Love it. And then yes. did you have the note for that part? Yes, In saying that the Lord is the God of gods and the Lord of lords, Moses was distinguishing the true God from all the local gods worshipped throughout the land. Then Moses went a step further, calling God mighty and awesome. He has such an awesome power and justice that people cannot stand before him without his mercy. Fortunately, his mercy toward his people is unlimited. When we begin to grasp the extent of God's mercy toward us, we see what a true love is and how deeply God loves us. Although our sins deserve severe du- judgment, God has chosen to show love and mercy to all who seek him. Okay, anything else for chapter 10? Um, on 1020, it said, You must fear the Lord your God and worship him and cling to him. Your oaths must be in his name alone. And the note said, Your oaths must be in his name alone means that God alone should have your allegiance. Mm -hmm. So you should, same thing, you should only be worshiping him. Mm -hmm. And the only other thing when it said, um, obey his commands, Mm -hmm. just again, no one can those commandments i know it says commands but we never can those commandments none of us can be perfect mm-hmm. i just want to reiterate that no it's good yeah it's good to, to
1: remind everybody yeah so okay so moving on then to chapter 11 uh, moses recalled some of the miracles god performed on their 40-year journey to the promised land um, and in our first note here, it said Israel had strong reasons to believe in God and obey his commands. They had witnessed a parade of mighty miracles that demonstrated God's love and care for them. Incredibly, they still had trouble remaining faithful. Because few of us have seen such dramatic miracles, it may seem even more difficult for us to obey God and remain faithful. But we have the Bible, the written record of God's acts throughout history. Reading God's word gives us a panoramic view of both the miracles Israel saw and others they didn't see. The lessons from the past, the instructions for the present, and the glimpses into the future give us many opportunities to strengthen our faith in God.
0: For sure. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: And then Moses again tells the Israelites that if they obey the Lord, he will provide them with abundance. Um, did you have any more notes for chapter... Uh, 10, 11, excuse me.
0: I had, um, it is amazing that God set before the Israelites a choice between a blessing and a curse. It's even more amazing that most of them, through their disobedience, chose the curse. We have the same fundamental choice today we can live for ourselves or live in service to God. To choose our own way is to travel on a dead end road. But to choose God's way is to receive eternal life. Mm. And then I know
1: it um, referenced John chapter 5, verse 24 there. Yes. And that particular verse says, Very truly I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged,
0: but has crossed over from death to life. Yeah. That's beautiful. It really is. You know, and some people believe that when you go to heaven or when you die and you go up that you're going to have to account for everything you did wrong that isn't the truth okay i mean now this is how i've been taught and how i believe and i go to just a biblically based church christianity mm-hmm. i i mean this is how i believe because we we are loved by a loving god mm-hmm and for us to believe that we are loved by a loving god if you are to think that he's going to shame you that's ridiculous Mm -hmm. this is how i'm we're we're taught Mm -hmm. you're going to go up there and he's going to say all is forgiven i mean if that would be ridiculous to think that you're going to have he's going to say why didn't you do this? Why did you do that? You, do you see the ridiculousness in this that? You know what I'm saying? Yes. So that's not going to happen. hmm So I just want to tell people that. don't. Once you are forgiven here, the, the pain and the sadness and the hurt and the agony of your sins that you feel is going to be felt here on earth. Mm-hmm. You're not going to go up and have to be beat and whipped before you move on. Mm -hmm. Because Jesus, that's, that's why
1: he died. Yeah. No, that's, that's the whole thing with Jesus. Jesus died for
0: our sins on that cross. Exactly. Yeah. And so that, that's done and over. Mm -hmm. But that feeling that, you know, we sinned and maybe we really hurt some people Mm -hmm. and, Sometimes even though you feel forgiven, you still have a sadness forever. Is that the Holy hurt. Spirit, or is that just us? I think it's just our human way. And you know, I I'm sure all of us, you know, have some hurts and feel hurt by people and have hurt people. But and that that's what I was told. Whenever I've talked to someone about my sin and stuff, a pastor, and he said. Those hurts and pain, that's felt here. Mm -hmm. But when you go to heaven, you're not going to have to say, oh, or say, they're going to say, okay, sit right here. Now we're going to plug you in and you're going to feel every pain you caused somebody. He's a loving God. He loves us. Mm -hmm. Jesus died on the cross for all that. Mm -hmm. So I just needed to, felt like I needed, someone might need to hear that. No, that's great. You know, mm-hmm. and maybe someone's feeling, I just... Maybe someone's worried about that. Yeah, and I just please mm-hmm. know that he's love, love. And we all should be that way. Yes. It all should be love, love, love. I talk too much.
1: You don't talk too much. I, really I want. I just wanted
0: to hear you keep talking. Oh, wow. Well. Love, love. <laughs> love you love, love. Yeah. Huh.
1: Okay, so anything else as far as the reading is concerned? I don't think so. That's all I had. Okay.
0: Mm.
1: Now, if uh, if I'm correct in this, it is, is it my turn to pick music? It is. Oh! Okay, so I was going through some stuff last night. So I'm like, I think it's my turn. Oh, there's the dogs. And, uh, and I'm like, oh. Now, I couldn't, once again, I have a hard time picking one song. I picked a whole album. Oh. Okay, so it's Johnny Cash's My Mother's Hymn Book. Mm. It is a beautiful album. And you know what's crazy is there's like 15 songs, but it's only like 38 minutes long. Oh. But it is so beautiful. Like, if you don't cry at least once listening to, to him sing those songs. Oh, goodness. Oh, Johnny. Yeah. Yeah, and you can, whatever, it's on CD. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube or Amazon Music or iTunes, however you listen to music. But yeah, my mother's hymn book. I can't wait to hear it. Hey, you haven't listened to it? No. Oh, Amy, it's beautiful.
0: I'm going to have to whip that up. Yeah, it's really beautiful.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, and then um, let's give out some information. Okay. All right. All uh, right. Email is basicbiblestudy19, the number 19, at gmail.com. Facebook.com slash study and the website is MyBasicBibleStudy.com. You can find all the links there. Okay. Next time, the next time we're going to have a little bit of a, of a read. Okay. Um, we're going to be reading Deuteronomy chapters 12 through 28. Oh, okay. Uh, we're going to finish up Moses' second address to the Israelites. A lot of it is repetitive, um, you know, because it's Moses kind of going over things again. So it shouldn't be. It should be a good read for everyone.
0: Wonderful.
1: So twelve through twenty-eight.
0: Okay, we got you, girl. Uh, anything else? No. Let's see. No. I hope everybody has a blessed read.
1: Yes. Yes. Maybe they
0: could do a read and feed.
1: A read and feed.
0: Yeah, they could read and feed themselves. you never know i love that yeah there you go all right yeah
1: well thank you thank you for joining us yes uh and we really we hope you have a, a blessed week we do and we'll catch you next time take care